I'm Dr. Afosu Obamwen, and you are listening to the Health Push podcast. My guest on this episode of Push to Talk is plant based supermodel Jules Horn. He's graced the pages of countless major publications from GQ Style to Vogue, walked the runways for some of the world's most renowned fashion houses, and starred in campaigns for global brands. But just five short years ago, he was working as an industrial mechanic at a power plant in Germany. I give you Jules. Hello. <laughs> thank <laughs> you for having me. <laughs> thank you for being here. How was that intro? Very good. I liked okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird hearing about yourself I, like that. I'm probably red now, but... <laughs> <laughs> While I was reading that, I just had a great idea. If you are ever recording a documentary about your life, I have the perfect name. Are you ready? Yeah. Let me know. Power plants to plant base. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> the that's Jules good, yeah. Horn story. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good one, actually. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> okay, but you have to pay me if you use it. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, thank you for being here in New York City. It's oh, my pleasure. Thank you. It's a bit of a rainy day today, but yeah, we made it work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, start by telling me a little bit about you, about where you grew up, your life up till this point. Yeah, so... <clears throat> As you mentioned, I'm German, so yeah. I grew up in south south of Germany, in Bavaria, mm-hmm. in a 120-people village. 120. So wow. It's like literally like 20 houses, or twenty, a little bit more than 20. Yeah. Um, I grew up, my dad was a butcher his whole life till he retired, and my mother worked in a bakery. Oh. I have three sisters, mm-hmm. and I have a twin sister, so... Oh, no way. I'm a twin, and that. I have an older and a younger one. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I finished school when I was 16 and then I started working as an industrial mechanic about like 10 miles away, 15 Mm. kilometer away from where I grew up. Mm. I learned the job for three years and then after that I, it's called, I went in the service. So I went on, um, traveled with a company, most likely only in Germany and a little bit in uh, Switzerland. Okay. okay. And worked in different power plants and nuclear power plants. Wow. And basically, what we did is um, the company produces uh, the company produces um, industrial pumps, mm-hmm. and I would do like the service in the in the plants uh, on those pumps. Oh, and okay. then we would install new ones, and yeah. Oh wow! So basically, awesome. that was my life for like five no five years, and then when I was 24, a friend of mine, she was a nurse back then, she was like, you should try modeling. She was part-time modeling a little bit back back home, and then mm. sent out some pictures, and yeah, got signed with a small agency, and then after a year doing that on the side a little bit, I decided, okay, if you want to do something, you have to do it proper, mm. so all or nothing. It's kind of like my my way of living anyways. Man- mantra. Yeah. <laughs> so I quit my job when I was 24 and yeah, started becoming a model. Tried my, my luck a little bit in Asia, which was terrible, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just not the way I thought it, it is. No shade and, to Asia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. But, it's a beautiful continent. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so okay, then I was modeling in Germany and 2015, I was in, starting in America and LA. Mm-hmm. And then 2016, I got basically discovered from Bruce Weber and got shot for V Magazine. And yeah, after that, I got signed with an agency in New York and moved to New York. Crazy. And ever since, I'm very grateful to be able to live here and 
that everything works out the way it does for me right now mm -hmm. in the fashion industry. I meet the most amazing people in the world and I really think it's it's a beautiful industry to be in. And yeah, you just I think when as long as you have your head on your shoulders you you just Yeah, that is the key. Yeah. Keep your head screwed on. <laughs> exactly. So when you said you started at 16 working in the power plant, yeah. was it a choice? Was it, was it a specific career path that you were interested in going down? Or was it just kind of... It was just was more like, okay, it's like most of the people from the area I'm from, they start working, like either you go to college. Yeah. And my twin sister went, she was always had much better grades than I did. <laughs> so, and then I was like, you know, my parents never had a lot of money, so... Mm. <clears throat> I told my mother I wanted to go too, but she also knew I'm like, I, I kind of was like lazy in school, yeah. so <laughs> I wouldn't probably make it. So she was like, no, you have to work because we can't afford it. Um, so I was like, okay. And this was actually one of the better jobs you can get with 16 back then. So it was like, it was a, in a way a choice of mine, but also like I was guided that way to do yeah. it maybe if it, it that makes sense. It was based on the yeah. circumstances that were around exactly. you at the time. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So yeah, and then I really, like when it comes to fitness and health stuff, I really got into like, I think with the modeling, when I started doing it, I was kind of like, okay, you have to sort of look good in front of the camera, and otherwise you're not going to book any jobs. Mm -hmm. So from 16 to 23, I was really like, I was drinking heavy and like partying a lot. <laughs> And as a lot of people do around yeah age. exactly eating whatever you know I really didn't care but I always was kind of active I was playing soccer would go to the gym but not really like paying much not attention but exactly. just doing it for fun mostly yeah. so and then when when I was 24 I digged a little bit deeper like what's going on what, um, what is good for you what not but as you know there's so many fat diets like training um, countless yeah exactly trainings whatever you can do is like this billions of stuff out there so i tried out over the years all sorts of things and in in the end of the day everything lasts like for three four five months <laughs> and then you fall back because once you like too, just too yeah, intense too intense when it comes to training but also like too crazier when it comes to dieting like by now i actually never use the word diet anymore because I don't think it's the, the right term to use because it's only like periodically. It's like mm. for short term, you know. So yeah, that's like, and now we sit here and talk yeah. to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I think that what you said is really important, the fact that diet references maybe something that you do for a short period of time yeah. in order to achieve a certain goal. And what really what we should be aiming towards is a lifestyle. Exactly. So it's not just the diet that you consider, it's also your physical health and yeah. training, the way you train, the way you recover, and your mental and social health as well. Yeah. Okay, so I wanted to talk a little bit about your career. And I did notice a picture of Nicki Minaj holding up a cover <laughs> of yeah. E! Magazine with you on the front. Yeah. Now, how does that feel? One of the biggest music stars in the world is holding a cover of you. And tags you in the post on her Instagram page. It was quite funny because, <clears throat> so I was, that was 2017. And I re remember it exactly because, so the cover came out and shortly after I was walking Ch the Chanel show in Paris. <laughs> and there was an, wow. like an intimate like dinner afterwards. Mm. Very like few people. 
and one of them was Nicki Minaj and it ended up like she was uh. sitting literally like two two people next to me yeah so and we were chatting a little bit and then I was like just you know like the cover comes out and long story short she ended up posting it and tagging me which is kind of crazy That's nuts so right. but yeah i mean i was super happy and it was kind of like a surprise i remember waking up in new york one morning i was like whoa that's kind of like what's happening here <laughs> yeah, why do i have like ten thousand new followers <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's awesome so how was the transition moving to new york so obviously you're working in a power plant it's a very different environment to yeah. kind of atmosphere of like working in the world of like fashioning modeling modeling industry so how did you find the kind of the, the mental transition as well as the, the fact that you're kind of away from your family and your twin sister and things like that so um i always like traveling and for me like coming to new york and be able to live here was always sort of like a dream and i was super happy to be here then but you know, like I always put myself under pressure because I try to be like always the best version of myself. And then in the beginning, it was it's very hard because New York is such a tough city. Mm. It's beautiful, but it's it's like a very tough place to be. Can be emotionally draining, yeah. definitely. So it's like for me coming into the city, which so many people and coming from like the countryside, basically, it's mm. a lot of stress on on my physical and um, mental health. Definitely. It was it was a lot, and I wasn't the first year. It was it was really tough because I didn't really know how to deal with it. You know, <clears throat> I would still want to work out every day. Like I had this mindset: you have to do it every day, and otherwise, like if you miss a day, you're not gonna go anywhere. You're so behind. you, I, I was really trapped for so many years, and like, okay, more is more, and like a little bit is good m much more must be better and it's kind of like how new york runs a little bit if you think about yes. it you know in any aspect yeah. of life but yeah in certain ways when you like put it in like to work or whatever like and when you work in finance and you work countless hours every day every uh, all year round at some point you reach probably a goal but there's a lot of stuff what you leave behind you know, well, like family. You might reach one of your goals, but the yeah, goalposts keep moving. Exactly. Like, there's always going to be something more that you can yeah. do. And then it's like, it was, to answer your question, it was quite a transition. And it took me, I'm still like, now I'm here a little bit over three years and still adapting because you're also finding your, your way like every every year is different every moment is different now i'm really focusing every time to be present in the exact moment not mm -hmm. to think too much about the past and nor about the future because i think it's a it's a draining city if you don't find space for yourself you know absolutely so it was a it's it's still a transition believe yeah. it or not <laughs> and i think also as we evolve as as uh, personalities like as you evolve as a person also, the city changes, the industry changes where we work in, you know. You you have to be adaptable to do all of that, you know. And so, I guess, to say I, I'm 100% here now, like in New York, New York is like the transition is over. It's not, never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair, I guess. And... Would you say when you mo you were moving here, you were nervous, you were scared? Like, did you believe in yourself and as in your career, like career-wise? Yeah, so obviously it, it helped me a lot that Bruce back then shot me because uh, I got the right connections. Yeah, I met the right Bruce people. Weber, by yeah. the way. Yeah, Bruce <laughs> Weber, yeah. 
um, that he shot me and I, I really got connected with the right people with a good agency and it went very well from there because when you think like other models they come and they they get signed with an agency and then they sit on the board and do nothing yeah. because it's a tough city and it takes really time you have to invest a lot of time to meet the right people a lot and, of patience yeah a lot of patience yeah it's, I mean New York's probably the the highest density of models in the entire oh, world absolutely yeah and every then every single day you leave the house you see a model yeah and <laughs> everyone's sort of like want to make it of course mm. and that's it's why a, they're here yeah it's a tough city so I always be believed in myself and I still believe in myself. I think once you do that, like you're on the right path in life, you know, not only like if you're a model, it uh, doesn't really matter in what uh, what career path you choose. Mm -hmm. As long as you believe in yourself, um, the rest will eventually follow. But yeah, you have to be Absolutely. patient. You have to be like... Willing to put the work. Yeah, you have to be a hard worker, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so... We talked about your transition of careers. What about your diet? <laughs> your transition from what you were describing earlier to me was a mostly meat-based diet to where you are now, which is entirely plant-based. Yeah, so <clears throat> once I started, like, let's say, two and a half years back, two years back, I would go, like, and just try out the the keto diet because it just mm. came up, like, two two and a half years ago it got really big in america yeah, yeah. and then i was like well well if a lot of people doing it why <laughs> it why you shouldn't right. it must be right you know <laughs> jump on this bandwagon and then <laughs> enjoy the ride so basically I, I did it i did it and did feel good and lost like body fat over the first like because i was very strict the first three months or four months and then all of a sudden you know <clears throat> if you don't never have any corpse like i would be really nuts and crazy as i'm always <laughs> as i'm always when i do something and then so i wouldn't touch no no fruit i would not touch any no grain fruit. nothing like like very rarely like a handful of blueberries that's it wow but nothing else i, I basically live off blueberries <laughs> i could not do yeah. that <laughs> so i mean i've done all of that and then uh i increased my the amount of um protein i ate because you know at one point, I started gaining weight again because my body was like constantly in fight or flight mode. What it mm. is when you like have producing ketones is a good thing, but if you do it twenty four seven, it's not good because like your body's state yeah. of ketosis exactly because yeah, it's not. like a fight or flight mode, and your cortisol levels are very high, and your body holds on on anything and everything. You not everything, but when you eat a little bit too much, it like gets stored as body fat very quickly. And especially when you eat a high amount of fat, it's very easy to overdo it with like fat and fat gets stored so much easier as body fat than carbs or like protein mm -hmm. does. So yeah, um, to make a long story a little bit shorter, <laughs> basically towards end of last year, I just didn't feel great anymore. And I was I was fluctuating, fluctuating in weight, and as you know, it's not great for a model to That's, be like yeah, one day in good shape, the other day in like not so good shape. Because <laughs> like clients also, they like to see consistency. Exactly. So, yeah. So towards the end of the last last year, I just didn't feel great anymore, and I had a like very meat based diet, a lot of red meat, a lot of cheese, a lot of like butter and stuff. So I was in a sh on a shoot. The first week of January, I remember, and I oh, just sorry, didn't. Which year was that? This year, 
so it's so I think it, January 2019. Yeah, I think it was like around the 5th of January. Okay. And I just like was on a shoot in Miami with a few few guys and I didn't feel comfortable in my own skin and that never happened really before to me. And then one guy would say a comment like, oh, you look like a beefcake. I know he made a joke, but <laughs> I just was thinking about it a lot. And it ended up that one of the hairdresser, he was vegan for a few years. And he mm -hmm. told me how great he felt and how much how much better everything got. So we talked basically all, all day about that, him and I. And then I went home back to New York. And the same night I watched a documentary, I guess it was like Folks Over Knife when I remember it right, mm -hmm. and saw the cruelty, what happened behind the scenes in the slaughterhouses mm -hmm. and how disgusting the animals get treated. And I was like, okay, I can't feel worse if I cut out any meat because I really felt not great. So basically I went cold turkey, as they say, and <laughs> overnight I said, okay, no I, pun intended. <laughs> I cut out everything. And from the next day on, I just in, like started eating plant-based mm. and yeah ever since i stick to it and it's i'm still evolving you know like you it's like an endless journey you never know like you can't stick to things all the time because like your body changes like the the um, time of the year mm. season changes you know you have to adapt. find your way and, and adapt you know but overall i know like that i'm gonna stick with plant with 100 plant-based for sure for the rest of my life that's how confident i'm right now with it mm -hmm. and i can say that for sure it's more about like um trying out different like macro splits like having a little bit more fruit a little bit more rice or a little bit more uh, potatoes on on the days so you're just like more busy you know yeah oh so where would you say to start for somebody who is eating the way you previously ate and wants to change your plant-based diet because i don't think everybody has the will i know i don't personally <laughs> have i wouldn't have the willpower to just one day just yeah. go cold turkey as you put it so i think um a good way to do it is just if, let's say if you have breakfast lunch and dinner um just cut out like the eggs for breakfast and the but replace it with what that's the question so the thing is really a, a lot of people think okay if i don't have protein like eggs for mm. breakfast, then I'm not going to build muscle or whatever. This is kind of like no, crazy. Good. And then you can, for example, make a tofu scramble and it's very similar to eggs if you can't give up like, the texture of eggs. Mm. But what's even much better for you for breakfast is anyways like having some sort of liquid, meaning making a big smoothie or smoothie mm. bowl like with a lot of green vegetables. So you make sure you get... You already made sure then you ha have like two cups of oh, vegetables. The nutrients for the day. And it's very nutrient dense. And then you can, can add like nuts and seeds and almond milk and you'll be fine to lunch, you know. And then for lunch, you just leave out like your animal, animal products on the salad and increase your amount of nuts and seeds a little bit. Yeah. Or if you want to have like tofu or tempeh or something like that, you know. The thing is, it's very easy, especially these days in like a city like New York. That's I know it, it's yeah. like if I'm talking about to someone from the Midwest or from somewhere where not that stuff is around, it's kind of like harder. But to be f be quite honest, the way I eat myself, you can get this kind of food because I don't really eat much tofu or tempeh mm -hmm. either. Um, I like eat whole foods. I mainly whole foods, like whole food, plant based, and a lot of green vegetables, a lot of leafy greens, a lot of broccoli, this kind of stuff. 
I have sweet potatoes and potatoes sometimes, you know, yeah. depending on my day. And nuts and seeds you get anywhere in the world, you know, avocados, of course, oils. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are just comfortable with where they are, but they love to complain. <laughs> and this is our, like yeah. our society is a little bit like this. Um, you really can't complain if you don't put in the work, I believe, always. You don't make an effort to find so, out. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, if you want to change, you just have to put in your head, okay, I got to change something. And if I love cheese, but I know it's not good for me and I want to feel better, then I just have to cut out cheese, for example, yeah. right? There's, I think there has to be a trigger point for a lot of people until something actually happens to them that yeah. makes them that forces them to change they don't really see the need to exactly and that's why i th i try to like close friends of mine uh try to inspire people like through social media and also like people I, i'm surrounding myself with because that's the reason why i'm so strict you know because mm -hmm. i think when you preach something and want to teach someone and i'm not the person who teaches is not a hundred percent behind it Practice that doesn't really yeah, yeah it doesn't really make sense you know mm. so and it's also my german side <laughs> <laughs> i'm so always efficient. i'm always all <laughs> or nothing so when i do something then i go all in and in that case it really works very well for me like the being plant-based and 100 vegan because mm. now you know like i'm going to the gym and i get stronger i still build muscle and i don't eat any meat or any yeah. animal products so you don't need it and especially now with the movie which came out um the game changer movie I, you see I watched like it last week actually it's insane yeah. like it's really amazing because you see how olympic athletes actually thrive not just mm. like Excel. thriving actually yeah. getting better on a plant-based diet you know and again it's not not everyone is the same mm. everyone every person is a little bit different but i do believe that the core of every human is is the same so if your body needs some something else when you like if you're not feeling 100 comfortable with being plant-based first of all you have to do it right you know because i can have fries and potato chips all day every day and that's it i'm vegan yeah, you know that's not what we're talking <laughs> about no. <laughs> no we're talking about like eating mainly plant, uh, whole foods and l the least amount of processed food what's possible mm. and going from there you know and then you have to figure out okay you need a supplement with certain vitamins for example like b12 but despite the fact that everyone who's plant-based has to should take it it's also that um the the average human who eats like animal products should also take it because so the b12 you get from technically from the cow who eats the grass and the dirt from the from the soil mm. but these days our soils are so depleted that the the animal doesn't even get it um, that much yeah. anymore so you eventually don't get it most likely so, the, yeah. the cow is actually taking supplements in their feed exactly yeah. and then you know just leave out the middleman and get it directly as a supplement yeah. and these days you can get anything over counter especially in america okay. and i rather take like a handful of supplements like to name a few like i take um like b12 zinc things like i know i shouldn't take i rather take supplements and knowing uh, no animal or any any uh, living being has to suffer or die for my nutrition mm. which makes me feel much better you know yeah so it's, there's a mental aspect to yeah it as it's well. huge for me yeah. it's huge and also when you when it comes then like we go a step further 
if you look at any of those documentaries or read a little bit about like the agriculture and like the mass farming what it does in our, to our planet that's why we are where we are right now mainly yeah. because it's not like yeah if you um leave out plastic bags you know it's it's a it's the right thing to do for sure but we have like 50% of the climate change is because of all the mass farming mm -hmm. the way we we just go uh, Uh, go along with the food we eat you know like there's no no one is really conscious about what we're doing it's like okay if this if my neighbor eats meat i i can eat meat and then it goes like the whole city like millions of people jump jump on the same because no one really thinks about it yeah exactly that's very true no one really stops to think if everybody's doing it you just kind of assume that yeah. it was fine But a question, you said you're the son of a butcher. Yeah. So how how did that go down with your dad? Well, he was laughing in the beginning <laughs> and he was like, you're crazy. But to be fair, honest to him, with him, he's like, oh, I went, when I was home the last time, I'm going home like twice a year, something like that. I yeah. would cook for him and he would eat like plant-based and all of a sudden he would say, it actually tastes really oh, good. Oh, it's actually okay. <laughs> and you know, it's... My parents always said you can do whatever you want to do as long as you you're happy with it and you can make a living out of it, you know. Yeah. So in the end of the day he would not say you're crazy, you you have to start eat meat again, you know. Mm -hmm. He he accepts what I'm doing, so yeah. <laughs> okay. And do you think it's a trend? Like cuz like you said there are so many different fad diets, keto, Atkins, that kind of thing. And what what makes this one different? Because we've definitely seen an uptrend of people talking about plant-based and vegan diets in the past few years. So what I think, it's definitely not a trend. I do think that the the majority of people, especially in, like not the majority, unfortunately yet, but a lot of people in cities like New York, like um, LA in California or like mm -hmm. in San Francisco, yeah. you know, people educate them more and more and people get aware of, okay, what's happening with our planet, you know. And then a lot of people see, okay, if I cut back on animal products, I actually do something for the environment, do something for the animals, and also help myself, my my own health gets better, you know. And I think a lot of people see that, especially through social media. I try to do that as well. Yeah. People inspire, you know, and then Game Changer movie comes out and other documentaries about that, you know. People see that and a lot of people of them think, okay, Maybe you should give it a shot, you know, because if we don't change, everything goes goes down the road, like our yeah. Earth and our planet, you know. I think it's a shame, actually, that people really need people like Arnold Schwarzenegger to, in order to listen. But that's our society, you know, because if if someone who's not famous says something, no one listens, you know, yeah. because you have like your role model, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. who's like a role model for so many men and who go in the bodybuilding scene or in, in general who want to be um, building muscle, you know. Yeah. When he says something, all of a sudden it's true, you know. <laughs> If someone else who comes up who's who didn't achieve what he did, they don't believe it, you know. And that's why <clears throat> I'm still like, you know, I have big goals in my life. Like when it comes to modeling, I, I hope I'll, I'll get a fragrance or something at some point oh. soon. And then I I'm, also... I'm sure you will. Thank you. <laughs> But then I also see like bigger opportunities, you know, because then you have, I have bigger exposure, more exposure. And then like people see me on a billboard and say, okay, I actually 
want to look like this guy, you know. What does, does he, he do? Yeah, what does he do? And then people, other people who know me would say, okay, this guy is actually, he knows what he does, you know, like he's, he he's educated himself, you know. He's taking it you know? seriously. He's taking the time to understand why he's doing exactly. what he's doing. And yeah. then you also, well, I always want to stand like, okay, he's really, he's plant-based, you know. So having like huge exposure or like being on billboards and achieving that with a plant-based diet, you know, which no one a couple of years back would, would have a thought that's possible. Never even dreamed of. No, that's kind of like one, one of my goals, you know. Yeah. And of course, I know myself, once I achieve that, then something else will come up. <laughs> but we, I always think like one step at a time, you know. And then, as I said earlier, I do really, right now for me, is like being in the present moment and focusing on the yeah. now is yeah. the most important thing. And it's the thing what keeps me the most driven. And it's also the <clears throat> what keeps me the most grounded, you know. Because it's a, our our industry is like it's a little bit toxic. Like, it can be. Definitely. It can be toxic, you know. And you have to be careful who you hang out with and what's going on, you know. So I think as long as you're happy with yourself, mm-hmm. yeah, not every day is the same. But if you have like do some mindful work, then you're definitely on the on the right path, and nothing really can harm you. <laughs> so, what kind of mindful? practices would you recommend like what what, in a normal day what would you do so i mean i have a whole morning routine Mm. and i also do believe if you look around like the very very successful people they all have some sort of like morning morning routine routine. youtube is filled with yeah (laughs) it's stacked like you find a gazillion of it 100 (laughs) percent but i do like i mean i have water a lot of water in the morning like a hydrate and then when it comes to mindfulness i I meditate every day about 20 minutes and after that I would sit down and I have a couple of books like three books which I write uh, I read a page in it mm. or two pages depending on, on the on the chapter and after that I sit down and write one page in a small journal just things I'm grateful for and yeah. goals and oh that's awesome yeah I might have to steal that one so but I'd recommend for everyone who's very new to all of that I just always say, because people find it very hard to start meditating from one day to another. So, but a thing to do is who everyone can do it, what everyone can do is to just sit down in the morning when you have your cup of coffee or your breakfast or whatever and take a piece of paper. You can even do it on your phone and just write down like three things you're grateful for, you know, like Mm -hmm. every day. And, if you start enjoying that, maybe you can, like, there are so many apps for meditation. And also on, on YouTube, there's so much self-help stuff for meditation, mm-hmm. which is just, uh, you can start, like, literally with three minutes. And yeah, it doesn't have be, to be long at no, all. No, at all. It's more about doing something for yourself, you know, mm-hmm. every single day when it comes to mindfulness. And you'll start enjoying it 100%. And then all of a sudden, three minutes become five, five becomes seven, seven become 10. And you're going to wonder why you never did yeah, it in the first exactly. place. Exactly. And it's re- really refreshing. And for me, especially in a city like New York, I was in the mindset too, like, you know, when people say, oh, I need to get out of the city every other every other week because it's so <laughs> hectic. Mm. And right now, I really can say, I can stay here as long as I, I want or as long as I have to because I've found a way to find space for myself in a city which is so crazy but when you're finding space in your in your daily life for yourself like mentally then you actually and being in the present moment in those 20 minutes and trying to do that all day then you have 
I, I found all I need, you know, to calm mm. myself down and calm my nervous, nervous system down and my mind, you know. So, um, so can we talk about training for yeah, a brief moment? Of course. Um, so, what does your training schedule look like? Do you work out in the morning? So, um, I also have a little bit of history, like of training stuff, because <sighs> I, when I came to New York, I was like, as I said, like every day, every day, more is more, and the the uh, less rest the better you know and the whole industry here fitness industry is a little bit like that if you think about it it's all about like high intensity how much the more you sweat the better and i was totally on that uh on that path mm. you know and it goes well the same as it does with a diet for a little bit but at some point like i literally burned out you just get exhausted and it got to a level at some point at the beginning of the year i just had to like stop completely and cut back on everything and that's where i really focused myself more on like mental health mm. so meditation yoga sometimes so but now my my workouts i do believe that you definitely need to rest and otherwise you can't evolve as a as a person and also not like physically you know definitely so now i really depending on my schedule when i'm when i'm on I have an off day i usually train like four times a week I go to the gym. I do a lot of like body weight stuff for my upper body because I don't want to lift that heavy weights because mm -hmm. I don't think it's great for the joints when you bench like 300 pounds or whatever. I do train my legs with weights. Otherwise, they're not going to grow. They're going to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's basically I train um, two days upper body, two days lower body, and nice. one day between those. So I have... Ideally, if my schedule allows it, I have Monday, Tuesday training, and then I take Wednesday off, and then Thursday, Friday I train. This week was a little bit different, for example. So I didn't actually train much at all, but I went to yoga in the evening mm -hmm. when I had time. So, you know, it's really like as long as you've, you're flexible with yourself, and it's also then it becomes a mindset, you know, because if I miss a training, it's fine, you know. Yeah, the world, the world keeps sp spinning, and you actually probably – um, benefit from it you know mm. i think yeah you just need to find a way for yourself and also a mental for your for your mental health you know because you can't put yourself in a hamster wheel i've done that and then it becomes like an addiction and you put yourself in a box and in a race especially you put yourself in a, in a race literally against yourself and which that, you can never ne win no, somehow you, <laughs> never you never win that race you know and you also not evolve like you don't don't make process uh progress mm. you know you don't make any progress forward to where you want to be like as physically as well as mentally you mm. just burn out uh, so i was listening to the nike trained podcast i don't know if you've heard of it um but lebron james was on the most recent episode and he was saying that the most important part of his training regime is actually the recovery, the sleep. Yeah. So what would you say, what would you, what do you do for recovery? So, I mean, sleep is huge. Mm. And to get the, how many hours? Everyone is very different, but I do around seven hours. It's like my sweet spot, I would say. Mm. I do very well with that. Sometimes if I have less, like around six hours, it's fine too. And then I have like the, the other night eight, you know. Yeah. But it, over the week, it always most likely balances itself out around seven hours. Mm. And I do go like yoga, I think is really good for me. In general, stretching a lot and just to to keep your, keep your body moving, you know. I walk a lot because... And New York is such a walking city. I think that's a great way to recover as well. 
and I do um, go to the sauna, like infrared sauna, when oh. I when I have time. This is really good, like anti-inflammatory. Yeah, I've never tried that. It's really good, and it's also a huge de- detoxification for your body. Mm. And I do go to um, cryotherapy in New York sometime, if it's not super freezing outside in the winter. <laughs> but usually, I go like once a week or twice. It all helps, you know. Like it's not a, it's not one thing what makes the whole different a uh, big exactly. difference it's it's, a it's like the, the, co- the whole collection you know yeah, of all the habits that you yeah, build up exactly Absolutely. but mainly i really think for when it comes down to recovery is like nutrition is a huge part too because yeah. if you put your if you put only like trash and toxins in your body you're not gonna recover and you're yeah. not gonna build new muscle and you're not gonna get rid of like body fat or anything because if you if your body is basically a trash can, yeah, it's not definitely when you're <laughs> kind of following a vegan or plant-based diet, it's really important. I'm not going to name any names, but there are some vegans who only eat Oreos. Yeah, and exactly. <laughs> like I said, no names. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, what would you say for to someone who is transitioning to a more of a plant-based diet, untraining, uh, but they don't know how to cook? Because that's actually quite a big. That's quite a big issue with yeah. for a lot of people. Like, if you don't know kind of how to structure a meal together, then it's kind of difficult to get the right nutrition. And yeah, I yeah. mean, um, if the person always goes eat it to eat, eating out or whatever, then mm-hmm. you just order like a lot of vegetables and <laughs> beans. And if you want rice, that's the answer that no one wants to hear. There, <laughs> yeah, I know. You know. But in the end of the day, I mean, it's literally, it, it's a mindset, you know. Mm. And I would be, I would not say the truth if I say, okay, you can you can go out and have like, you should have a vegan pizza, you know. Yeah, you can go to an Italian restaurant and make sure the batter is without milk and then you can have like no cheese. Mm. And But if you have that every day, you're not going to go anywhere, you know. Yeah. People, That's you, have, not the point. you have to really, unfortunately, and not unfortunately, I think it's it's just the way it is. If you want to reach certain goals, you have to commit to it. There are some and you also you're have to, have to leave something behind, you know, have to give something yeah. up. It doesn't matter in what area you're focusing on, but it's definitely a thing what you have to put in your head, you know. Mm. Because, yeah, if I like sweets and I have sweets all the time, all day, I'm not going to get in proper shape. I mean, it is how it is, you know. Yeah. Or if if I don't like working out and I never work out, um, I can't stand in the, in front of the mirror, start crying because I don't get a six pack yeah. <laughs> from from sitting on the couch. You know, yeah. it's kind of like you have to commit to certain things in life, and I think through social media, the people, um, a lot of them inspire, but also on the other hand, some people they really only show the things they know people want to see. So yeah, people post on the stories they eat pizza, but they're in amazing shape, you know, and then. They, they wouldn't show everything else. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're not sh- going to show what they actually do, you know, like w- how their regular day is. When they w- when they post a pizza and you look at that and that's the only thing they post once a week for food-wise, mm-hmm. you automatically think, oh, yeah, this person pizza only eats time. pizza, you know, or only eats sweets. This is like, <clears throat> it's a little bit of a problem, what I see with social media, because people really get a false illusion of it. Mm-hmm. And I think um, as long, I mean, I post a lot of food and I post really only the food I eat. Yeah. I don't, people say, 
you you eat the uh, the healthiest way I ever seen. I said, well, <laughs> I don't really eat much sweet at all, and if I do, then I I post it, but that's not that's not often, you know, in general. Mm, so in general, and I get it. Like people don't really want to be as strict as I am, and they don't have to. Because again, as I said earlier, it's for me, it's like I want to teach people how to do it. And I'm a hundred percent, but if I can get people on a, on a road where they can stick 70 to 80%, depending on each individual's goals, you know, then I'm, it's, that'd be great, you know, Absolutely. because if you eat like five times a week fully plant based and two days you have like meat or whatever, that's, still a great you'll feel the difference yeah you feel a difference and it's still great for for everyone for the animals and the environment and for yourself you know yeah um so i have a couple of extra questions for you so what would you say is your top number one top rule for nutrition find something that's healthy so and start loving it basically it's very interesting (laughs) i mean you have to really enjoy what you're eating you know like if it's like okay let's say i say whole food plant-based if you like kale and you don't like spinach then just stick with kale you know just find something Mm. where you know you can stick to it yeah to 80 percent of the time and a lot of people that might start with fruit yeah exactly than vegetables i think a lot one of the the vegetables that a lot of people kind of gravitate towards when they first start trying to eat healthy or training is broccoli. Yeah. Which is actually a very good choice. It's I good. Think. It's yeah, great. It's I mean, if everyone choice. in the world would eat broccoli from <laughs> all the time, then we would be, yeah. a, different, this would be a different place. <laughs> it would be a different planet. Um, number one rule for training. Um, yeah, it's the same. Almost like find find some sort of sports or activity what you really enjoy and you know you can stick to it if it's walking you know like mm-hmm. it's just start walking and if you listen to podcasts or you're on the phone like talking to someone and you do that like f- five six times a week for an hour yeah. you'll be surprised with what amazing changes you're going to mm-hmm. see in your body composition you know yeah. and if you like to do push-ups and do push-ups you know just don't fall into any trap because social media tells you or any person tells you you have to do it because when you put yourself in a box again then you, it's not sustainable, you know. Yeah. And we, the ideal situation would be to, that you create a, a lifestyle which is f- for longevity and which is sustainable for your life, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, and number one rule for mental health: start with something small, something small, like write th- three things down in the morning. Where, mm. What are you grateful for? If you don't want to do that, then start meditating for three minutes every morning. Just sit down and be quiet for yeah, three minutes. Start with three minutes. That's, that's all you that's need, you know. Okay, I think I'm pretty much done with everything I had to ask. So thank you. No, thank you for having me. Very pleasure. much for being here. This was a really interesting conversation. I learned a lot. Definitely. <laughs> um, where can people find you on social media? So it's just Jules underscore Horn on Instagram. And that's all, uh, all channels I'm um, Just Instagram or yeah. no, no Twitter no. or anything? Okay, cool. All right, that's it. Thank all you right, very thank much. You, thank you for having me. We've come to the end of another episode of Push to Talk. Thank you for listening. If you don't already, please feel free to follow us on Instagram at healthpush and also follow Jules at Jules underscore home.
Until next time, thank you. <laughs>